Welcome to the Von Nelson Podcast. Today is the third quarter 2022 Von Nelson Value Opportunity Recap Call. With me today is Senior Portfolio Manager, Chad Farguson. And Chad, with that, I will turn things over to you. Hey, thanks, Dan. It's good to be here. Uh, good to be talking about the, uh, about the quarter and, uh, and the year so far. Um, you know, in the third quarter for the Value Opportunity Strategy, uh, the market was down, and, and broadly speaking, uh, the strategy was down in line with the market. Uh, for the year so far, as our, I'm sure our listeners know, the market has been down. Uh, Russell Midcap Value has been down on the order of 20%, somewhere in that range. And, and so far, year to date, for the first three quarters, uh, we've outperformed. And I can speak to what's driven that outperformance, and then I'll speak to where we think things go from here and how we would expect to continue to outperform, hopefully, over the, uh, over the ensuing number of months. So, so far, year-to-date, uh, outperformance has been due to uh, good stock selection, um, also to avoiding uh, certain things which have not worked very well. So, for example, real estate investment trusts, REITs, um, are a, a large portion of the Russell Midcap Value Index, um, and they've not performed very well at all. We've had uh, no uh, real estate investment trusts in the portfolio this year. And so uh, certainly, you know, avoiding that poor performing sector has been uh, one portion of our outperformance. Um, in addition, uh, as you know, uh, good stock selection has continued to also drive outperformance for us over the, uh, over the course of the year to date. So from here, where do we expect the market to go and how do we position for that? I think it may be helpful to step back for a moment and uh, remind our listeners that what has been going on this year so far is that there's been inflation, as I think everyone knows. Because of this inflation, the Federal Reserve has had to raise interest rates. Their mandate says they have to try to keep inflation under control and have to do that uh, while also respecting uh, the drive for employment, for maximum employment. And so uh, in order to do that, they're raising interest rates. This is slowing economic activity. The kind of economic activity you can think of that slows immediately are things like housing. Uh, interest rates are going up, therefore mortgage rates are going up, therefore houses are more expensive, therefore people want to buy fewer houses. Makes a ton of sense. Now, as we look forward, the way uh, this continues to show up in the economy um, is going to spread from these early indicators, things such as housing, all the way through. It's going to spread to things like, well, the stuff that goes into a house. We'll need fewer of those things. Therefore, we need to make fewer of those things. Therefore, the people who are doing that work are likely to work fewer hours, have less income, be able to buy fewer things, and that cycles, that continues. So as we think about what's going to happen across the next 6 to 12 months, we would expect that the economy will be slowing and will enter recession at some point in the next 6 to 12 months. It's possible we're in a recession now, although it doesn't really seem like it probably at this moment. So as that goes on, what do we expect is going to happen? The main thing from our point of view is that we would expect that earnings growth will slow and actually probably reverse. So we should expect that, broadly speaking, stocks overall, the broad market averages, the earnings per share are going to decline somewhere in the next you know, number of quarters. So from our point of view, it becomes very important to be focused on having stocks in our portfolio, which one, can grow earnings, and two, can actually hit their established expectations, what people say uh, in 
uh, sometimes is that they can make their numbers. So we spend our time making sure that our stocks can do this, grow earnings and, and make their numbers, get to the level that uh, they expect, and also looking for new stocks, which can do the same. So this is our focus. Our focus now, you know, as always, is to find stocks which will outperform, but in particular right now, finding ones which can grow earnings and which can, in particular, hit their expectations. Because this is going to be a market where we think many companies don't hit their expectations. Uh, we have recent examples of that in uh, in the marketplace. I'll just pick on uh, on one, uh, which is that FedEx, uh, just a couple of weeks ago, uh, came out and said the their business had fallen off rapidly here at the end of the third quarter and in uh, in the month of September in particular, and that they were not going to make their numbers. They were not going to earn as much as they had said they thought they would earn just uh, a few months prior. So we know there are a number of companies out in the marketplace, probably many, many, who are going to have to revise down their expectations sometime, maybe this quarter, maybe next quarter, maybe two or three quarters from now. And we know that if you have one of those companies in your portfolio, it's probably going to be an underperformer over some span of time. Now flip that around, what do we spend our time doing? Again, we're looking for new companies uh, which we can put in the portfolio or which we can uh, expand their, their size in our portfolio, which are going to hit their numbers. So some examples of this. What kinds of things are we seeing uh, where we think this is a good company to own right now in this environment? Uh, one, uh, we've got an information services company in the portfolio that serves the financial industry. Uh, this is a company that uh, we believe can continue to expand their product offering. They can continue to um, grow uh, their subscriber base, and they can continue to uh, charge more for each subscriber. This is a good kind of company to own in this sort of environment. Another example uh, would be a distributor of pharmaceuticals. Uh, it turns out that People don't tend to not take a drug they need to take just because the economy is weakening. People continue to take all the drugs they need to take pretty much all the time. And the people who move those drugs from point A to point B, who make sure that the drugs go from where they're manufactured all the way to the point where you can receive them from your pharmacist, uh, that's a pretty steady eddy business, we believe. And so we think we've got a, a pharmaceutical distributor that is perhaps not yet fully incorporating all the value that it's got and, and can continue to grow and hit their numbers. Um, so examples like this are the kinds of things we're looking for. Now, just to look forward, more than three or six months, at some point in the next three, six, nine, 12 months, we would expect that the economy would move into a place where it is bottoming out, right? The economy is growing at its weakest, at its lowest level, and is going to turn and begin to get better. It turns out before that happens is the time that you have to start buying uh, certain types of companies, the kinds of companies that will grow their earnings the most in an improving economy. So as a good example of this, we mentioned housing a moment ago. Housing stocks, the stocks of companies that build houses, they're doing very poorly right now. There's an expectation they may continue to do poorly, at least for a little while. But at some point in the next 12, 18 months, we would expect, and, and very possibly before that, we would expect that those stocks can do better and can actually do much, much better because those stocks will be anticipating the improvement in the economy. They'll be anticipating the fact that people will be buying more and more and more houses and uh, investors will be buying those stocks.
So while today we're looking for things which are uh, more steady, eddy, stable in a slowing economy, soon we'll be dipping our toe into uh, putting stocks into the portfolio, which are going to be accelerating out of the bottom of the economy. So as always, we're navigating the macro environment and we continue to look for individual companies that can outperform both in the near term and the long term. Great. Thank you, Chad, and appreciate the insights, as always, um, looking back at, at the quarter and what's ahead. Um, as for returns uh, in the quarter, the Von Nelson Value Opportunity Strategy returned on a net basis negative 4.78% versus the Russell Midcap Value Index at negative 4.93%, uh, which brings a year-to-date total for the Von Nelson Value Opportunity Strategy on a net basis at negative 18.3% versus Russell Midcap value at negative 20.36%. The one-year net is negative 13.41%. The Russell Midcap is negative 13.56% on the five-year. Then again, value opportunity net is 5.01%. Russell Midcap is 4.76%. And the 10-year number, Von Nelson value opportunity net is 8.84%. And the Russell Midcap value is 9.44%. Uh, and with that, thank you for listening, and we'll see you next quarter. The views, information, and or opinions expressed during this podcast are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of Von Nelson and its employees. Von Nelson does not verify and assumes no responsibility for the accuracy of any of the information contained in the podcast. The primary purpose of the information, opinions, and thoughts presented in this podcast is to educate and inform. This podcast, or any podcast in the series, does not constitute professional investment advice or services, and any reliance on the information provided is done at your own risk. Past performance is not an indication of future performance. By accessing this podcast, you acknowledge that the entire contents of this podcast are the property of Von Nelson or used by Von Nelson with permission and are protected under U.S. copyright and trademark laws. Securities discussed within this podcast may be held in the Von Nelson strategies.